0: Dynasty Football Network presents Super Flexible Podcast with your two co-hosts Tuder oh. and Swags, and host Steve Halepka. Let's
1: go. Oh. What's up, everybody? It's your host Steve Halepka back here tonight with another episode of the Super Flexible Podcast. Of course, I'm joined by my boys, Swags. just going on, Swags?
2: What's up, Steve? Secret agent, man. How you
1: doing? Yeah, back back from my many travels. Uh, you guys held it down though last week, knocking out two episodes with some divisional uh, drafts, Superflex style. Love that stuff. You and Two Drink, Two Drink, what's going on, man?
0: What's up, Steve? Quit punching babies. I'm glad you're back.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be back for sure. Uh, Quit punching but let's babies. get to our guest. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I, I skipped over that part of the, of the comment for sure. There was no reason to. And we're
0: back. And I'm back. <laughs>
1: shockingly enough uh but let's get to our guest tonight i mean co-owner of ff statistics he hosts the daily blitz pod yeah. matt williams welcome to the show man thanks for joining us
3: hey thank you for bringing me on the show what is this about punching babies we can't really skip, skip by that what right dude
0: steve steve rides sharks and punch babies that's how he saves the world <laughs> Yep, yeah, that's um basically Too far.
3: It's like, what yeah. kind of show am i am i on
1: <laughs> it's a very unique unique About podcast to find out. you
2: made it yeah, Matt. this
1: may you be the last it. the last episode so uh matt for those who don't know tell <laughs> people where they can find you on twitter and tell them where they can find all your awesome content
3: uh, all right yeah. you can find me on twitter at matt williams mattwi 7 7 because shockingly enough there's more than one matt williams um <laughs> you can find most of my content on ff statistics i'm there constantly i host the uh on the FF Statistics Pod Network, the the Daily Blitz podcast, uh, the DF Statistics podcast, the Scott show. So DFS will be back soon. Now that week one scoring is here, we can uh, do an egregiously early show for you. Uh, I'm a CFO of Clipcast. If you ever run over, uh, we have the Clipcast app, Clipcast.app. We can maybe talk about that later in the show. Um, and I write for Baseball Perspectives. So I'm just kind of everywhere.
1: Everywhere. And almost most importantly, you are in the same division. As two drink for the Scott Fish Bowl.
2: <laughs> Most importantly, that's right. Steve. Most importantly, I was, I
0: was,
2: yeah, I you was nailed You nailed it. You nailed
3: it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he, he's got two drinks. Got a very solid second place team. It's very good.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that was probably really over nice of down, you to I'll say. I yeah, I right? saw his he's team. That's very very no second, second place
2: team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, it was AJ Green, five hundred one. That hurts. First wide receiver. Uh, Ooh, so yeah. should we like just hop in, hop into that little news bit real hey, quick? You didn't then? think I was going to let you go in order, right? <laughs> of course not. Of course not.
1: For First time back on the show in two weeks, of course two drinks going to you know mess things around. So yeah, let's just talk about AJ Green real quick. So uh, torn ligaments in his leg, had some surgery, and then Ian Rappaport did report today um, that he's expected to be out a few games, not just week one as some had predicted earlier in the week. So I mean two drink obviously it's kind of kills your uh Scott Fishbowl team potentially. But I mean, is this in your opinion the, the downfall of AJ Green? Is this the you start of his I'm just asking? I'm asking is this is this the downfall of AJ Green as a dynasty asset long term?
0: Negative. Nope. So you're Not still buy. buying. Yeah. You're still, okay. I mean you know, third, is he third he worked, big injury is he three he year, in first first year first next year? Twenty twenty first or AJ Green, Steve. I'd still take AJ Green. Right? Like it's yeah. it's it's that plus. Mm-hmm. That's right now, thinking you know, thinking it's maybe week three or four before we see him. Maybe it's a little mm-hmm. slow to you know, kind of ramp back up after that. It it hurts in redraft, you know, if you can withstand it, um, or like dynasty wise, there's no chance I'm selling off right now. Everybody wants you know, too little
1: mm-hmm. swags as our resident, resident ageist Ooh, amongst true. the three of us. Um, thoughts on AJ Green? I know he's. I think 31 30 this year.
2: Well, um, so you nailed it. Like I, I know I'm the ageist, but uh, that's, it's also kind of one of my cheat codes that allows me to be an ageist is like AJ green is the kind of wide receiver that I've been trying to trade for this entire off season. So I've gotten a couple shares in different leagues where, cause you could already buy low last year and, so it hurts a little bit, actually, because he was one a guy that like needing wide receivers. With how I draft, I'm a very running back heavy drafter as well. Um, I still believed in AJ Green, and really, I still do. This definitely hurts, though. But I, I think he'll—he's a—he's a veteran, you know. I don't think he's going to rush it back too much, which is good. We want him to come back healthy, but yeah, the dude's got a couple few years in him. That's still—I don't know. I was kind of excited to see what was going to happen this year, anyway. <sighs> we'll just have to wait a little longer. Hopefully it's just three to four weeks in the season, but who knows? What about okay. you, Matt?
1: Matt you want, yeah, I want to get your take on that too. What, what's your I, thoughts on AJ green?
3: No, I'm one of the most risk averse people when it comes to fantasy. I mean, he's out four months with, you know, surgery on toe ligaments and now he's out a couple of months with an ankle problem. I mean, I don't, I don't really want to invest in a injury prone wide receiver. Who's constantly having problems with his legs mm-hmm. <laughs> and his feet. Um, so, I mean if I owned him there's not much you can do right now I mean selling him right now would be pointless his value is low so I mean all you can do is hold on to him uh but in in, in a startup I'm I'm avoiding him just be I mean it, it there's a price for um everyone if they fall a certain amount but uh for me Seventh just round. like I said it depends you know it just it, I can't really say the 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 time it depends on what's around him because <laughs> it just depends on what I like but in general I would assume there'll be someone in an entire league that's going to like him before I do
2: Okay. Um, on so fantasy it, football it, it, breakdown today, I asked uh, OutHouse if he would take Alshon Jeffrey or AJ Green today. Where are you at with that? AJ Green. Okay. okay. Yeah. So. Eh.
3: Yeah. Well, you you did you you picked another person. <laughs> you, you picked the right person for me to definitely snap the AJ Green though.
1: Could we go? Could we say uh, Kenny Galladay or AJ Green? Kenny Galladay. Cl- okay. Um, well, I'll ask you one more because Two <laughs> brought this up to me earlier. So, twenty twenty first or AJ Green? We'll call it random. Twenty twenty first, like one oh six to one oh eight.
3: Oh God, I hate draft picks so much. <laughs> uh, uh, That's why we uh, asked on a strong yeah, contending
2: will, team. I, let's say
3: I, <laughs> I will take, I will keep. I will keep AJ
0: Green. Oh boy, I,
3: I like to. Uh, I like to trade for. Known quantities and usable assets. I'm not really one to trade proven talent for draft picks.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right. So I have no good transition to go back and talk about your awesome charity league that you talked to us before the podcast. <laughs> so I know you, I know I know the Midwest Expo is coming up. Midwest Fantasy X was coming up. You're going to be there with an awesome charity league. Tell us about the league. Tell us about how people can get involved. Um, give us the the whole rundown here.
3: Sure. Yeah. The yeah the Midwest uh, Fantasy Football expo is happening at canton the football hall of fame bob long's putting it on uh, and i just came up with the idea of doing a charity league where you know there's great there's great leagues like you know the scott Fish Bowl that goes to fantasy cares and i want to try to do something where everyone was kind of pitted against each other and everyone represented their own charity they ca- they cared about they told their story and maybe like almost like a winner take all um the idea kind of took off we're now up to we have three leagues we have 36 uh people in it now and 36 analysts uh 36 charities so there's going to be a winner of each one uh we'll probably have like a first and second place but we're going to be promoting all the charities as we go along if you go to at uh cff statistics charity league if you go to at ff charity league uh everything is kind of explained in there um so basically it's uh yeah 36 you know 36 teams uh the, the format is pretty cool though because we're going to keep it with no pretty much no roster restrictions whatsoever there's no kicker or defense but we're just going to have two super flex spots and eight flex spots you can build this team literally any way you want uh, it is tight end premium but again that's just to kind of level everything out so um, you know everyone can kind of build it the way they want so uh this should be pretty fun we're doing it live before the expo starts um we have guys like bob harris uh, ryan mcdowell kyle richardson bob lung um the you know the ball blast girls everyone from ff statistics dynasty rich i mean we got a ton of people in this thing um and we're also going to try to uh, once it starts we're going to try to promote uh, the whole thing where having fans followers everyone listening you can actually bet on someone you think is going to win if you have a favorite analyst you look at one of the leagues and you think someone's you know you, you you like one of the people uh, after the, after we draft, um, you can there'll be a chance for you to like donate five dollars to the league, which will all go to charity. There's no league fees or administration fees or anything crazy. Uh, and if your analyst wins, uh, you we're going to be drawing a prize for every single person to bet on that analyst. You can get a free subscription to DLF, um, to, to DFF, to um, uh, Dynasty Nerd's. There's a whole bunch of stuff like that. But there's also a pristine Auction. We have signed Michael Thomas jersey. We have a Keenan Allen helmet. Um, and a whole bunch of apparel from like sleeper and a whole bunch of other places as well. So it's pretty exciting.
1: That's awesome. That's super awesome. So you talked about having, you know, a 36 person league, which obviously is uh, a bit larger than what most are accustomed to. So let's talk about big tournament strategy. I know you've been doing uh, a series on the Scott fish bowl, um, so talk to me about just some of the big tournament strategy pieces, you know, which spot potentially was the best to pick from, from, from your league and and it's kind of your targets from that spot. Well,
2: Matt, did you feel like going into your draft for the Scott Fishbowl that, I mean, you've been able to pick so many heads and what different teams were going to do and no matter where you were actually picking, I think you were the 10 spot. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, on, on, you could not prepare for the ten spot, which is unfortunate. Right. <laughs> it de- ah. really depended on your league and how it dropped to you. Because but you still was had to hear a
2: lot of good ideas, like throughout, like all of yes. those interviewing everybody that throughout that, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I think everybody should go back and listen to those, especially if you're still going to do any kind of startup in a even a superflex like redraft format, where you could get some strategies for that.
3: Yeah. Maybe. I mean, there's there's some Maybe interesting things in there for, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's interesting things in the, uh, it's the daily blitz pod. I did the whole Scott fishbowl series from every single draft slot. Uh, but, um, yeah, the, the information in there has some things that are big format uh, tournament based, but most of the information is is very viable for just anyone who's just looking for just super flex advice uh, or maybe someone who hasn't played superflex before. Because in general, um, people are looking to differentiate yourselves in a large tournament, but you're not doing anything too crazy. So the information still stands for just standard uh, superflex as well.
1: Awesome. Super cool. So you definitely check those out. Um, some awesome nuggets in there for, you know, redraft uh, Superflex leagues and if you're like like you said Matt uh, if you are a newbie to Superflex definitely check out that series. Um so let's go back to some news and notes where I was going to talk uh some of the running backs holding out uh, and then we'll talk uh, quarterbacks so some that we believe will be making the leap in 2019 and going forward and some that will fall back to earth. Then we will also have our ever popular Superflex trades trade segment to wrap us up. So let's talk about, you know, both running backs currently holding out uh, Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you know, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago as there were rumors of this happening. Now we're training camps that are in full swing uh, and both are nowhere to be seen. I think Zeke's going to Cabo. I think that was the, the latest uh, word on Ezekiel. He slipped sipping subpoena coladas or, or uh mojitos out in Cabo. So good for him. Sure. Um, right. That that's right up. your your alley to drink. Um, <laughs> So my question is, Matt, do you think Zeke misses his August 6th deadline or is he going to be back in Cowboys camp for August 6th to make sure that year accrued uh, of time played?
3: Yeah, I, he, he'll be back. I mean, I'm worried about Melvin Gordon like crazy, but mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott, it just makes no sense for him to – missed time because yeah he he actually stands to lose quite a bit he doesn't really have much leverage in this stance i know you have they signed um who they signed back to alfred morris oh, yeah alfred morris i mean is that meant to scare zeke no um you know the, you have jerry jones coming out and saying you don't need a, uh, a a guy leading the league in rushing to win a super bowl even though the last three times the cowboys won a super bowl they had a running back who led the league in rushing hmm. um so i mean none of this stuff is meant to scare is actually scaring him but the Losing a league, losing a whole year of uh, free agency, is a completely other thing. Uh, you know, this is uh, this will really hold him back. So if I'm a Cowboys fan or a fantasy fan, I'm worried. Literally, like maybe one percent.
1: Okay, two drink and swags. I mean, feel free to jump in here. Do you think two drink that Zeke will miss that deadline, or are you guaranteeing he'll probably be in camp?
0: I mean, I'm gonna, I'm a little more worried than Matt, <laughs> but at this point, I'm gonna put it at like.
3: Higher than one percent? How is that possible? Mm. No, no,
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I think he plays. Um, I, th- I think he's in there when when you need him.
1: Okay, Swags is he, yeah, is he back?
0: I, I think he plays as well. Rumor has it that Cowboys
2: are just waiting now for Zeke to counter from the offer they made. Who knows if they'll accept that or not? But yeah, I think that Zeke will be back.
1: Okay, uh, let's transition into Melly Melvin Gordon. Do you, same question to yeah,
2: you? Yeah, I'm with Matt on that as well. I'm I'm a little bit worried about Melvin. I think we'll see something a lot closer to no. what we saw with no. Le'Veon no. Bell last year, unless the Chargers come to terms. Like it's going to be on them, and I'm not Which thinking they, they don't want seem to. Like they yeah, mm-hmm. so it's kind of looking. I don't know. I don't like that one.
3: It okay. looked like for a while the news out there looked like that they were possibly going to they exchanged numbers and they were maybe going to come together on something, but that seemed to have blown up. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it, because of the because of the uh, the history with how running backs break down and Melvin Gordon's own injury history, the, there's just no reason just financially this is you know the nfl i mean g- really good players get cut all the time as a packers fan i just watch mike daniels mm-hmm. go to the lions because of you know it's because of finances so um yeah the, the the chargers just when they sit down there with their cap person and everyone it's just it doesn't make sense for them to bring to meet melvin gordon's demands and there's nothing against melvin gordon for wanting this you know you're breaking down you got to get your money when you can but um yeah, the, the the Chargers aren't going to give in. It's just a matter of uh, what Melvin Gordon's going to do because you he, he can you can try to trade him, but if the uh, you're going to have to trade him to a team that's going to pay him, otherwise it's you know it's worthless. So yeah, I'm worried about this a lot.
1: Yeah, and the Chargers have a history of this too. I mean, we saw with LT breaking down, they brought in Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews breaking down. Melvin Gordon comes in. So it's not only the first time, that the Chargers have you know been stingy with running backs who are starting to you know look their age um, and, and come consistently have some injuries um to drink tons of fear still with Melly. that he'll be gone potentially the entire season
0: yeah kind of the same feeling as all you guys i just wonder if you know let's take it a step further then and, and let's say Melly isn't on there do you do you think they go out and like try to sign uh jay Ajayi, or like are they even even like potential trading for shady and then does that make sense like money wise if you're not why won't you just give it to Melly? I feel like at this point, Ajayi is much cheaper than Melvin Gordon. He'll no, like, sure. Bid. Sure. No, I got that. But I'm saying if they move on from that, do you like, is it just the Justin Jackson and Eckler show? Or are they going to bring in one of these other pieces? that's just going to, you know, piss us off just enough.
3: I'm sure someone will end up getting cut in camp. Mm-hmm. That's even more attractive than Ajayi. There's always someone that is useful. Um, so, yeah, I would expect them to bring in another kind of veteran piece. Yeah. Unfortunately, the ones that made the most sense have already signed um they could have really used uh for some reason i cannot remember his name no matter how many times you said who just signed with the cowboys again alfred <laughs> morris yeah. alfred morris they, i mean because they already have eckler so obviously going after um uh theoretic maybe wouldn't have made as much sense but uh, you know alfred morris would have been good for them but uh, there's always someone that'll probably end up getting getting cut in camp yeah. all right let's move
1: yep yeah. let's move now to the new york giants uh Obviously, our local team here in New Jersey. Um, So, Nassian is a wide receiver. Golden Tate facing a four game suspension. He's combating it. He's trying to fight it. (laughs) Yes. um, Because he and his wife were going to a, uh, I guess, fertility clinic where he was prescribed fertility drugs, which did not, which had one of the banned substances in it. Uh, And then Sterling Shepard. Self
0: reported. Self reported. -reported. Yes. Give the man a little bit of credit. That's true. Damn family.
1: Right. Right. And then uh Sterling Shepard breaks a finger. Um so Giants, <laughs> Giants pass catching core. Uh besides Evan Ingram, uh, looking pretty thick and, and Corey Coleman tears at A So um it's like Darius Slayton. I think <laughs> me and Two Drink are gonna be out there as red zone threats. I think yeah, that's the next move.
0: Yeah, I love it. I'm holding out.
1: <laughs> You're holding out <laughs> I love it. I Just love like it. That. I was covered up the field today. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, I mean, is this just vault Evan Ingram? I know oh, this is more of a redraft question for, for this one. I know we're a dynasty show. But, I mean, Evan Ingram has seems to have a clear path to, to just right? monster target numbers to start the year. I mean, yeah. Matt, is, is there any way we should be doubting Evan Ingram to start?
3: No. I mean, there's always the option because of the way Ingram's built that they actually move him to mm-hmm. wide receiver if there's some kind of like long-term problem. But I don't think there is. Shepard – Looks like he'll be ready to go soon enough, and and Tate, even though, um, even though it was a failed test, this is really bad optically. If the NFL doesn't remove the suspension or, or dramatically decrease it, so I think the uh, the Giants won't be doing anything crazy with changing positions. So, um, but uh, with these other injuries, with the injury to Shepard and everything, I. I I was excited about Ingram anyway um, going into this year. I mean, if you just look at his numbers, he's just a highly underrated player as it is. So, yeah, I, I would uh, I would be excited about uh, about Ingram, but I am also of the opinion that uh, if I'm not getting one of uh, Kelsey or uh, Kittle, I'm waiting on tight end like crazy. But if anyone's super excited about O.J. Howard and Ingram, um, yeah, I'd still be excited about Ingram.
1: So interesting you left Ertz off that top two list. Are you thinking Ertz – takes a big step back this year
3: all three of the top tight ends are due to make some kind right. of step backwards i'm just um i just think kelsey is on the chiefs he's just going to remain a monster even though he's not going to repeat what he did and the 49ers are are due for a really weird offense it was as many targets as they have but even though his yards after catch are on his way down he's easily going to be the number one target on that team the eagles are different though because they brought in um a few running backs now a couple that you know that they're going to try. They're going to try to get them to be more involved in the passing game. They brought in our Sega White side Whiteside, uh, the Jeffrey, um, and then Dallas Goddard still around to be a bit of a pain in the ass when it comes to, um, you know, maybe red zone looks. So I like Ertz, but as far as me paying that much money in the beginning of a draft for a tight end, I'm removing him from consideration unless he falls pretty significantly. Okay,
1: uh, let's go back to Evan Ingram. I mean. Swag's thoughts on Evan Ingram? I know it's more of a redraft side of things, but are you thinking kind of the skies I, of for love for him? I love it,
2: man. Yeah, I loved Evan Ingram a lot before this. Like I was having this, a hard yeah. time keeping him out of like tight end two, to be honest yep. with you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he, the dude had one of the best rookie tight end seasons ever, if not the best, right? So, And that was with Noah Odo Beckham Jr. Shepard was in and out that season. Yeah, give me some Evan Sounds Ingram clear. all day long. I wish I had more. So, what do you?
1: Are you paying a twenty twenty first plus, or is it t- straight up twenty twenty first for Ingram?
2: Um, that's a tough one because, I mean, are we in a tight end premium league for this talk, or what? We'll say tight end premium. That. Um, yeah. yeah, i'd I'd give you a twenty twenty first, probably in okay. the right situation. I like those twenty twenty firsts, though. I I want to mm-hmm. try to get it a have an Ingram a different way, maybe with a. Tight end that you like more than me or something. Give you Hunter okay. Henry straight up. There you go. You'll probably do it, huh?
1: I would think about it.
2: See? Um, All I would over think that. About
1: it. like, I know. I, I, at this point, though, with, with Ingram, the hype around Evan Ingram, I, th- I feel like I would need something else back. If You
0: think I'm bad. <laughs>
2: but I would understand. I would give you Hunter Henry plus, you know, definitely for Evan okay. Ingram.
1: We, we can make that deal. Yeah to drink thoughts on uh, thoughts on ingram
0: yeah i i'm gonna hesitate a second but maybe go get some Ellison. so maybe a little deeper but even ingram's been Ooh. known not to not to stay healthy so ain't, there ain't nothing else out there
1: that's that's deep and then i'll give you another deep cut and, and swags will like this one for rookie fever darius slayton uh yeah. the speed speedster wide receiver fifth round pick um Without Corey Coleman on the outside but, to stretch the defense, I think
0: slightly But Eli and Daniel Jones can't throw that far anyway, so. Daniel mm-hmm. Jones doesn't have that much of a new alarm. He'll be all right.
2: Um, I kind of Checked tried to Chuck. pump the brakes on here. Slayton a little bit. I think we got a little bit too excited about that. I, I get the guy's Thank a you. speedster and everything, but um, he's one of those guys that was drafted so late that it, anything he did was kind of worth getting excited about because he was already overachieving. But I don't expect uh-huh. him to be a complete difference maker for the Giants year one. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't expect too many wide receivers to be really difference makers for our fantasy teams year one, but he's definitely not the one that I'm excited about this year. I mean, maybe it helps his development a little bit because he's forced in a situation. But That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, the the price went up way too much for me. I'm not, I'd I'd rather wait and see if they sign somebody. You know, like uh somebody the other day. I, I wish I knew who it was. that said it. Sorry, but somebody oh, they- the other day mentioned um. Go pick up Crabtree, some of the free agent wide receivers mm. that are on waivers, and wait and see who signs with them because maybe it's them and those guys are free right now. I'd give me uh-huh. that, you know, something like that over Slayton. But. Yep, it's a good call. I like that call. Uh,
1: By
3: the way, going back to Ingram before you guys move yeah. on, I my, my, my me naming the top three is actually more of a redraft statement. Ingram for Dynasty, I would be all over trying to get him because I think that even though there's hype now, I think after this season he could be – I mean, he could be in. I don't want to say Kittle territory, but I want to say Kittle territory. Yeah, dude. Say I mean, it. last. Sing I mean, it, last man. year through. Like, <laughs> I mean, he was he was like a borderline tight end one last year, and he only played eleven games. You'd, you think he finished like uh, tight end fourteen. If you extrapolate out what he did per game, he was tight end six on yeah. a really terrible, terrible offense. And I mean, with he Eli even throwing to him, he, too. yeah. And if you like look at if you if you cut off minimum targets at like say fifty to you know to get out some of like the the. Uh, you know, the, the outliers, um, when Eli's thrown to him, uh, his pass rating was one hundred and fifteen, which was like by a margin, the best, I think the second best was like maybe Barkley at 95 mm. Shepard at 92. So, uh, I mean, Eli, even if you're worried about Eli being bad, I mean, he loves throwing to Engram. So if Engram's healthy, um, he is very kind of underrated and going forward in his career, he should hopefully have a better quarterback throwing to him long-term.
1: yeah only hope. Uh, Speaking of quarterbacks, and and I I just wanted to bring this up. I know it's not on the sheet, but but, uh, there was word today out of Dolphins camp um, that Ryan Fitzpatrick is currently like world's head of Trozen. Um, As he
0: should be. Who cares? Put Rosen in. (laughs) Stupid.
1: So with that news coming out, and admittedly, we don't know what's going to happen. We think, I guess at this point, Fitzpatrick will start the season. Um, Swags are you still a believer in Josh Rosen or would you still buy him at this point or are you just if he's not on your um, you just kind of hands
2: off well Matt you mentioned this one earlier on Twitter to somebody talking about it and you, and you mentioned that why are they not just starting him just to see what he has and and I'm still a firm believer that that has to happen this year no matter what they think about the kids like Fitz magic has come and gone from Fitzmagic magic to fitz tragic and I think that's what we'll see mm-hmm. again at some point this year they have to see what they have in Rosen and it can't just be to end the games. They have to see what they have in the kid and figure out what they want to do because like it or not they don't have their quarterback of the future yet. So it either has to be this year or they have to dig into that draft.
3: Yeah I mean if they if they um are going with Fitz Patrick it is for only one reason, and that's to fake like they think they're going to compete or whatever. in In the NFL, you never know what's going to happen, so they're going to see if they get off to a quick start and to see if they, you know, if if it patrick is that much better in training camp, they'll try to let him go until they start losing game, which should, should be fairly early on. Uh-huh. Um, but if they do, you got to go to Rosen immediately because you cannot go into the twenty twenty draft not knowing what you have there. So. I think that uh, no matter what the head coach wants to do, um, even though it's his his team, they're going to have to sit down. And if they're not winning games early, they're going to have to say, like, it does not matter if uh, Fitzpatrick could give us a better chance of winning. We have to see what Rosen could do and try to get some, you know, rapport going and learn the system and play it out because they yeah, they need to know by the end of the season whether they are going to stick with Rosen or they're just going to, you know, cut their losses and draft another quarterback. So, um yeah, I would think Rosen sooner or later, uh, within five games, like a Baker Mayfield type timeline from last year. I, I would say that that's the longest Fitzpatrick has to go.
1: Yeah. To drink, I know you're the resident Floridian amongst us um, and Dolphins fan. I mean, would, are, do you think Rosen's going to start probably fairly early in the season, right?
0: I don't know, man. Like <laughs> he should, he should. Um, but the whole- e- every yeah, time. About the Dolphins. More of this. Like, no. Dude, and what Matt said, right? Like see if we start out good. We started out three and oh last year. Three and oh. We were leading the division three and oh. And how many wins did we finish with? Five? Yeah, sweet. Let's let's go ahead and win a couple more. So we finished at five and eleven, six and ten, and pick in the middle, not get a decent quarterback coming out of this next draft. Sweet. Just to see what Fitzpatrick has, we wasted money on him, mm-hmm. plain and simple. And then we got a solid deal for Rosen. But it's not a good deal if we don't even give it an effing shot. Right. The right. best possible so scenario for the Dolphins
3: team. is if Fitzpatrick looks like he did to begin last season. In There's pre-season. an injury on another team that they could trade him to. Exactly.
1: And Get assets. Get some extra assets.
0: Yeah. I ah. need Fitz to look like trash in preseason and then just be like, well, if both of them are going to be bad, let's see if Rosen can grow.
1: Mm. Rosen such an interesting case. I can't recall in recent history. A first-round quarterback being traded after his rookie year, who actually had significant playing time. I, I'm tr- I was trying to go back, like in my own memory banks, and figure out if there was a player in like, the last like 15, 20 years, and I, I honestly can't remember.
3: With a head uh, coach uh, attached to him, that was apparently literally trying to lose games, like he was being paid to.
0: Right. Like, Until just- next year, when we see it happen to Daniel Jones again. Oh,
1: don't possibly. It's not actually. the first
0: time I've said it. Won't be fast.
1: It could actually happen if, if Daniel Jones sucks. Um, so, yeah, you can bring it back to the Giants and just say how crappy we're. Gonna
3: the be only the problem post. with that is the only team is high. The only team is high on Daniel Jones is the Giants. So that's a the problem. They they won't be able to trade him.
2: But I mean, and even back to what Matt said about being worried about Eli and having Evan Ingram to target. Like there were games where he was targeting Barkley thirteen times last year. Uh-huh. That, you'll see a lot of that too. So you should love Barkley as long as he's healthy.
0: There'll be tons of yeah. uh, What uh, about that? Everybody feels like all of a sudden they're down on Barkley because even though we knew he was already going to face eight man box, now he's definitely going to face an eight man box. So can he hold up to that workload? And and
3: I I coined with him. I mean, I know this is a dynasty thing, but he can only. I wouldn't be worried about him in a dynasty standpoint because they're sure. going to get better. But if you're just talking this year, this year only redraft yeah. or something, I co- if everyone's talks about those top four running backs, I coin flip him down easily to third behind Zeke and McCaffrey. And if I'm sitting at three, I'm thinking about Kamara. I'm probably still taking Zeke though. But uh, or I'm I mean, I'm still taking Barkley over Kamara, but um, I'm definitely taking uh, Zeke and McCaffrey over him just because of that. I mean, you can't, you know, you're splitting hairs at the top with the talent, but um, because of the reasons you just said, I am putting him at third, not the consensus one like a lot are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I was looking at Barkley's stats this past year, and like he didn't have really good rushing games for the, for the vast majority of the year. I think he had four or five games under 50 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. So even if he isn't. You know, overly effective in the running game. They were they attempted to be creative enough in the passing game for him to accumulate stats. And and he had so many long breakout plays that that explosiveness I I think doesn't go away, especially only in year two. Um, So even if he's being bottled up the entire game, he can make one big splash play and still make your week. Um, Where I know I know Zeke has it in him, but he's not really has the penchant for fifty yard runs. McCaffrey could do it too, and so can Kamara, but. For me, I, I think Barkley is too involved in, in the passing game as well. And I, he's still my one for me. I'm still keeping him up there. I'm not, I'm not really that worried.
3: I mean, I should also – I mean, I do have him at three. It's not like right. – it, it's you know, I mean, I, It's also, again, risk-averse. I go for Zeke just because you said Barkley How has was the – How is that start. not
0: risk-averse Zeke? though, dude? Come on. What? Like Zeke? Zeke doesn't scare you at all? He's mm-hmm. such a no, go ahead. He's a knucklehead. Oh man. I, I have field. one share of Zeke
2: and oh, I'm, I'm moving about him like, as I'm soon as he signs like, the contract. Like I'm done. As soon as that contract oh, yeah, is signed, yeah, I am yeah. moving him.
3: I agree with that. But as sure. long as he doesn't, um, they're, they're going to continue to pound the ball and sure. with him catching passes last year with, and, when um the first eight games of the season he was at he was he was still very good still Zeke he had 18 points fantasy points a game after they got Amari Cooper and some of the defensive attention was shifted off of him to mm-hmm. other players he was averaging 25 so yeah. um I just I love the uh, you know the touches and they're obviously going right, to be running the ball through him so I I remember I I did say for that's just for 2019 That's not for Dynasty Dynasty yeah, we'll go Barkley is my one on one for Dynasty.
0: And I'm also very excited to see what Kellen Moore's offense looks like in Dallas. See Mm -hmm. if it actually gets creative because it It sounds like it is. is, Yeah, Should be a lot of fun. Awesome. So let's get to our
1: uh, quarterback segment of the night. So we are each going to talk about quarterbacks we think could make the leap, uh, meaning guys that either are in the top 24 right now that could become permanent placements in the top 12 uh, or a current quarterback in the top 12 of consensus ranks that could end up being a, a top five player. Um, so let's start with two drink on this one. Um,
0: oh, yeah. no, just kidding. Uh,
1: so we, so let's go through a quarterback that you think can make the leap and kind of level jump, so to speak, um, you know, either becoming a QB two to a QB one or, you know, a Q.
0: All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the quarterback 2 That's got the chance to jump in. Yep. Um, to start here. And I'm just pulling here um from these rankings of Kirk Cousins at twenty three. Mm. Um I know I was much higher on him and too high to be honest on him going into last year. I believe I believe where I'm at did at you six, pull your
2: rankings from uh
0: going into the year. Uh so I am on fantasy football calculator here. I just I just wanted to uh, kind of go around and see where I could would find these. Um almost kind of hoping that we all kind of pulled from different spots too, just to okay. see where they were. But yeah. But you I mean you do what you want to, buddy. Um but so Kirk, depending on where you're, your scoring is, is somewhere in that 11 to 14 range just for last year, right? And to have him all the way back here at 23, I mean, he still had 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 4,200 yards. That's, that's a solid year. We just had so many quarterbacks like blow it up and the way the league is turning. I get that offense wants to run it a little more, but you still have Diggs and Thielen. And, and if you're running it more and Dalvin Cook is, should be awesome this year. Like that's got to help Kirk too. Give are you worried?
3: A, are you worried a little bit that when the offense the coordinator took over at the end of the year, they they went from throwing the ball like 70%, seventy percent, like seventy percent of the time, down to a fifty fifty run? No,
0: because I, mean, just- I, I, I think that offense, you know, with again with Dalvin, I think catching the ball more just puts that offense in better situations to move forward. I get. I get that his numbers probably come off a little, but again, like that was a great season and to have him at 23 here to tell me he can't sweep into, you know, into that 12 range, which is where he finished last year. I mean, it's close to me, right. I'm, I'm taking one all the way at the back of quarterback, you know, to trying to, trying mm-hmm. to get into that leap. And, and again, maybe that's me trying to make up a little bit for last year in my Kirk cousins love. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I mean, if he got that money. Let's go. I like that 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 whole offense and defense, you know, all together. Vikings are big time this year. Shh. All right,
1: Swags, you got a, you got a name that's uh, going to jump levels this year.
2: I mean, this is a tough game to play because I mean, I can look at names and. Definitely have a couple guys that I think will (laughs) outperform their ADP, but I don't know if I'd value them more in like dynasties, so to speak. But I mean, absolutely, I think Stafford will I'm looking at the same rankings that two drink was, and he's pulled he's twenty seven. And to me, like I think he's a a huge bounce back candidate. I think he's a top twelve finish this year, honestly. Interesting. He's a QB one all day.
1: Okay, so even with the supposed extra commitment to the run this year and a much better defense, I mean, your defensive front's, like, sick nasty now with Mike Daniels.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think our team is so good that we're going to be in the games, though. Honestly, I think we're going to have to still air it out, no matter how they want to play. They can want to run it all they can, but they can't just win games just going out there and running the clock down. I I think we're going to have to air it out more than – we want to. I think that Hawkinson's going to get it. I think Galladay and Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones, totally underrated. Yes, I think that, I mean, Maybe you're going to see some look, Stafford this year it. for sure. I can dig it. But, Hold I mean, on, as but... far as, like, next year, is he going to be a, a dynasty asset? Like, not unless you already own him or you can buy him cheap. But as far as where he finishes, he be he way getting higher
0: Stafford.
2: Than oh, yeah. All day, dude. That's crazy. That 27.
1: Yeah. Considering the he's got a, a lockdown job for the next at least three or four years, yep. he's he should definitely be higher than twenty seven. Yeah, uh, uh, Matt, do you have a uh, a name from the list that you think is going to either jump levels and become either a super elite uh, consensus kind of top five guy or a QB two that will end up being a QB one? All
3: right, let's get weird. Um, this is not a yes. super elite, but I hear Kirk Cousins' name. I hear Matthew Stafford's name. So I'm going to bring up Derek Carr. Uh, yeah. This is not a guy who's assured of having a job for multiple years, but he was a guy who was an MVP candidate in just 2015 when he had a 64% completion percentage and threw for less than 4,000 yards, where last year when he had an almost 70% completion percentage and threw for over 4,000 yards. He's on that same terrible defense, so they're going to be throwing the ball constantly, and now he happens to have... Last year's uh, a wide receiver, too, who apparently is ESPN's comeback player of the year, Antonio Brown, the wide receiver, too. So he he gets gets Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, a little help at the running back position. Uh, Derek Carr is in line to have a pretty good season, and he doesn't have nearly enough hype around him in redraft or even at all in Dynasty where people can try to take a really cheap shot to trade for him. And if it works out, maybe they'll, maybe they'll stick with him because like I said, 2015, he was an MVP candidate when they went 12 and three, um, or, you know, before, you know, that people thought that they were going to go to, you know, the Super Bowl, um, mm-hmm. before everyone, you know, before the, the, the wheels fell off. So, you know, right now he's going down there with, or, or some of the other guys and we get the rankings up here. He's, uh, right now, QB 25, um, You know, getting into that QB1 thing is is tough just because, like, right around the end of the 10 to 12, there's so many guys that could be there. But as far as the value of the guys we were just talking about, no one's talking about him. And he's in a great position as far as uh, weapons and garbage time to really put up a monster season. And right now, you can get him for like nothing. So um, I just wanted to, if we're bringing up people that could surprise and jump up into a low end QB1 for this year. I, I'm all over trying to get Derek Carr on my team because you never know. If he does what I think he's capable okay. of doing, they're not going to replace him.
2: And, and yep. I mean, uh, even if let's say they do replace him, that worst case situation, you have to think a quarterback like Derek Carr lands on his feet on another team still.
3: Yeah. Yep. But And, and plus, in okay. all this too, it's it's a great risk because you're likely not giving up much to, to acquire him.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Yep, I like I love that it. too, though. Especially even in dynasty, because let's say he does perform well, and then they yep. give him a massive contract, then you feel great about it moving forward, at least for the next couple of years. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, I mean, he's only tw- he's
0: only twenty eight like years old. Uh, I like it, right? Yeah. So if you get a four year, you know, guaranteed kind of contract coming out for next year, you could see him take a, an easy five six spot jump, if not more than that. So mm-hmm. I like that one. Love it, love it. So my mm. guy's a little bit higher on the list than than y'all's, um, but
1: I do. I do think he ha- he has upside potentially top six top five upside this year. Dak Prescott, um, you we you know he's going to give you on the ground. He's going to run for five or six touchdowns. Uh, what where he really started to show after Amari Cooper um, was added to the mix is through the air. I mean the guy had three total touchdowns and three of his six last games. Yeah, three of his six last games last year. Uh, he threw him for. Uh, over 300 yards a couple times as well during that stretch. Um, he's putting it all together. I think this is probably his best crop of pass catchers he's had since becoming a starter with Cooper. A second year, of Michael Gallup. Um, I know Cole Beasley's gone, but they they will find somebody to to really man the slot there. And of course, you know, old reliable Jason Witten will turn around, turn around five yards and fall down <laughs> uh, and, and score a bunch of touchdowns for him. So um, I'm excited Great to see Charlie. what this Cowboys offense. Like Jarwin too, definitely flashed. Um, I'm excited what this Cowboys offense can do under Kellen Moore. I think it'll be much more innovative than what they were doing um, previously. Uh, we'll definitely run that play action game to a T, uh, and with a bona fide number one receiver uh, on the upswing in his career, not the downswing like Des was. Uh, I think Dak's really got a chance to make himself, you know, a, a top six or seven quarterback. I mean, right now I would take him over Jared Goff. I think um, if I was drafting today, Goff's right now number seven quarterback off the board. um, But one doesn't have the legs uh, in terms of the rushing upside. Uh, I I do think Dak can get very, very close in terms of his passing game to to Goff this year and going forward.
3: Before we move on, I just want to mention one guy. This isn't like anyone no one's ever heard of. He's He's QB 10 right now. But if you want to go with someone who's dramatically undervalued, if you want to try to acquire him on the cheap, maybe if you have a quarterback you'd like to flip. Or something and get someone in return if if there's someone in your league worried about cam newton i would really go try to grab mm. him too because there's not enough fire on him his shoulder is fine and i'm not saying talent wise but he has a legitimate chance of having his own dealing and digs as far as target share yep. instead of spreading the ball around like carolina has been known to between samuel game, and moore yeah. you got 25 percent, 25 like and him and when McCaffrey, like i mm-hmm. think he's gonna go nuts this year and uh i think top five
1: written all over him for sure Love it. Yeah. Getting back to to where he was for sure. I think there's definitely a good chance of that. So good call on that one. Uh, let's now move to the other side of the spectrum. So quarterbacks, we potentially expect to take a step back. Um, so we'll start with Swag on this one. Are there any of those quarterbacks in the top 12 that you expect to be nowhere, or I should say nowhere near, but significantly falling down from that top 12 to a, a full tier below going forward?
2: Um, Yeah. I'll knock somebody out. I will knock out uh, Jimmy G. Shocker,
1: <laughs> big time shocker. If you listen to the podcast, you know Swags just despises Jimmy Garoppolo. He
2: is somewhere uh, he never deserved to be anyway. So knock him down a few spots.
1: Okay, just not excited about his prospects versus the field, or what's the what's the rationale behind wanting to move him. Out of the top twelve, into more of a a QB two range. I mean, it's pretty high.
2: It's even just the the players behind him. You know, there's only twelve people that get to be in this group, and I don't think he deserves to be there. Um, I mean, the list I'm looking at is surprises me even that Kyler Murray's under him.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Mitch Trubisky, Lamar Jackson, give me all those guys: Kyler Murray, Dak, Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen. I'm I'm serious too. I'm not trying to be like bold here. Like this is really how I feel. That is for real. Yeah. Um, yep. All those guys. Stafford, even with his age, I mean, what Stafford? Three or four years older than Jimmy G. He's no young buck. He's shown us very little. We just all really like that offense. I mean, He's shown us. I'm not part seven of. Seven
0: touchdowns, five interceptions. Right. So. But yeah. another year in the system and more weapons. And then so. I mean,
2: he was yeah. out all of last year. Dude's in a. Still got a brace on now. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from Jimmy. I G hope and, he wears
0: the brace all year. He won't, but he should. For his
2: future, sure, but it's not going to help his he his yeah. season or his dynasty stock at the end of the year. Yeah, I don't know. And Steve, shame on you for putting Dak over golf. Why is <laughs> that? <laughs> Oh man, just I mean, I I love Goff. I I mean, love
1: the I love the Rams offense. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I want look at what Goff side.
2: did last year with without Cooper Cup, his his boy, and you add in a pass catching running back to play with Gurley, and I'm not worried about Gurley. Then you still have Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, of course. Man, I don't know. I love Jared Goff. He's only 24 years old. Um, he's yeah, I think he's just the superior talent over Dak. Dak just got put in a great situation. I mean, what happens like worst case situation here? We get no Zeke, like now how do you feel about Dak?
1: Uh, without Zeke? I mean, Tony I, Pollard, <laughs> right? Um, so I, I, without Zeke obviously it changes the offense, right? I mean, it's going to change it. Uh I would think for the worse without a, you know, their dominant running game. Their their play action game takes a hit. Um, but I do think Dak, like, like I said, for the first time has the weapons to uh, make a difference in the in the air without Zeke.
0: Agree um,
1: there, uh, and Travis fedricks going to be back at center, which is a massive, massive difference up front. Um, so uh, that will that will help in his favor. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll, he would take a small step back without Zeke. But I don't think it would be as pronounced as it previously would be, as he's got two legit outside targets with, with Gallup and Cooper.
2: I mean, Goff is probably my QB5 in Dynasty right now. Oh. Sorry, Addison, Addison Hayes. We're we're going to have to talk longer tonight and make you wait.
0: What You said the uh, other day on Breakdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. More Goff, right? It's not more like, yes, Malcolm Brown and and those are so, and Henderson will take over, but it's not the same. Like, Goff will throw more if Gurley's not there. So, why are you hesitant, Steve? He may throw more. Gurley's going to be that- there.
1: Yeah, I think Gurley will be there.
0: I, I, I believe think, so too. But
1: I think that offense does take a small step back. To be honest, I think their offensive line is completely different, um, which changes a lot of the chemistry. Roger Saffold is a damn good player in the middle. Uh, I, I know Sullivan was getting older, but still a pretty good player. Andrew Whitworth, another year older. I think he's what thirty-nine now, playing left tackle. Um, not That's something that ha- not something that happens very often in the NFL. Do you see like a thirty, upper thirty-year-old? Left tackle. So it's just one of those things that changes the chemistry just a bit. Um, but if they take just a step back, I think Dak could make up for the, the lack of passing yardage with his run game production. I mean four four to five hundred yards rushing and six touchdowns every year. Like that's what Dak's giving you on the ground. And I think that could make up for it if he takes a small leap small step forward, uh passing the ball, if he gets close to four thousand passing yards and you know, twenty six to thirty touchdowns, I think they're very comparable.
2: Who are your guys' uh followers? Oh, that, that would be Russell Wilson. Ooh. Interesting.
1: Just volume? Uh,
3: yeah. I mean, right now he's he's not exactly – I mean, right now he is – let me look at where, – where's his ADP? I don't even have it in front of me anymore. Does anyone have it? QB, yeah,
1: QB5 going at the – this is not super flex, so he's QB5 right now, though. In, yeah.
3: In- I mean, I mean, I would have him – if I ranked everyone, I would have him definitely outside of the top 12. Um, it, It's – there are always going to be a run first team and his number one target is gone. I get the title. I like Tyler Lockett plenty. And obviously he's the number one target. So he's valuable in himself, but DK Metcalf, I'm completely not sold on. Uh, David Moore is fine for someone going at the end of the draft. So, I mean, his wide receivers maybe are okay value because someone needs to be thrown to, but um, yeah, for, for the people that are going behind him, I am not interested in drafting him um, going forward. Uh, He just, this, he just doesn't have any. He just doesn't have anything positive going for him other than his own talent. I'm gonna. I'm gonna need to see more than that.
1: I love it. Yeah, it's it's tricky, right? I mean, obviously, without Baldwin there, they're gonna really rely on Lockett. I mean, DK's not even with the first team right now. He's like what wide receiver four or five on that squad. So
3: yeah, I mean, they have interesting players. It's mm-hmm. just yeah, they, I can't gamble. Uh, you know where you're gonna have to take him in a startup or anything, or or, or you know, I, I, I yeah, I can't gamble that. Uh, when so much uncertainty around there, and it's a team that is obviously still going to be trying to run run the ball down your throat. Mm-hmm.
1: Two drink. Have any names that you think are going to potentially um, fall off just a little bit?
0: Yeah, it's a tough one. I I feel like Mitch is kind of cheating at twelve. That's mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, yeah the the other names I really like. I, I I don't like Matt right now for for shaming the name of Russell Wilson.
3: But... Oh no, seriously. No, I mean if you're a Russell <laughs> Wilson fan in Dynasty. You're going to take him over Baker Goff. I mean Newton, I mean it, I mean I I don't I don't get it. I mean if I if I want Russell Wilson you're like oh he's got wheels. I'll ta- I'll gamble on Lamar Jackson later and I don't even like Lamar Jackson, you know? I mean I'll, um, I'll just Jack, wait for the Jack end. He finished above Russell Donald. last year. Sure. But he's not I, yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know. I don't get it, man.
0: That's a, well, I'm taking Mitch cuz yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a Continue better defense and and more running. Um, and I've just never been a huge fan of Mitch, to be honest. Plus, I love all the I like the names above that Swags didn't already say too. So, twelve. I want Kyler Murray. I I thought we were gonna do one each. I want to come back. To Kyler Murray here on this list is at fourteen. Um, is that crazy to say he couldn't jump? And not just into twelve, yeah, but he'll into probably jump. elite. He could be he could be like, an elite guy. Five, six, seven, eight, like yeah. that's yeah. It, there's a chance this does you know go together and and they put this put this thing together like that with all those weapons they've they've put around him
3: i was missing with projections i think that in his rookie year even with that if the air raid goes right i could see him going 7 or 8 qb 7 mm-hmm. or 8 i i think that's i i don't see him maybe jumping up that that higher than that but uh yeah i mean <laughs> they're they're going to be they're going to be uh losing a lot of games but by a very high score
0: <laughs> i mean the number sounds high just cuz of what we we've seen lately and and honestly historically but 5,000 total yards in his rookie year wild. i mean i don't think that's crazy not, i don't it's I not crazy but it'd be a, would a wild reach, stat and that that would probably put him high you know i mean higher than that mm-hmm. i like get that, five. Probably the ceiling but if if you do extrapolate this this offense working and, and clicking and david johnson and and f- three four receivers that that should be able to help him yeah uh, and and a bad defense that m- it's missing its worst play or its best player for the first what six four weeks. Weeks? Six six weeks?
1: weeks six weeks six weeks Pierce has got yep. Woo!
0: i mean it it lines up mm-hmm. mahomes was awesome and has great weapons that defense was atrocious last year for most of the season and he had to do it that's the same thing we're looking at right here. It is the only it thing, has to work, thing that's different. Right? Like that's the big yeah. if, but it, it, the potential is easily there for him to jump up that high because you start buying into it right away.
1: There's there's two ifs too. It. It's the the offense overall is a scheme working, and secondly, I hate to go harp on the offensive line again, but their offensive line is is hashtag terrible. I mean, they're they're really <laughs> bad. Um, it's like me and my, half my college line would be starters in the end for that team right now it's like bad
0: um, and if that brings it to like 42 4300 yards you it's know still great I mean? right upside like, right it's, it's still great and you could project that offensive line getting better in the future and then mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then you're playing the josh allen game where well is he getting the rushing yards because he has to or you know what i mean now that the line approves he has to throw i Kyler's a way better thrower than than josh allen yes. i'm just saying like uh schematically with the teams like we're gonna play that game you know what i mean if if he has a great season but the O line was so bad. Yep.
3: One thing I, I love fantasy football calculator. I use them a lot because their their data is pretty good. They draw from a lot of drafts and I know yeah. all the drafts I've been doing are mostly in the industry. So this is you know from the average person you're not gonna be getting the same kind of looks and results. But sure. if 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 Kyler Murray is in fact going as your QB 14 in dynasty, that is a, that is a steal. I mean I've never in an analyst, uh, you know, in an industry draft, I've yeah. never seen him go behind Lamar Jackson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitchell Trubisky. He goes
0: way, yeah, early. he's like going QB well, 6 eight, and eight, 7. Nine, ten. Yeah, oh, really? Is that high? Yeah. I've seen him yeah, people early, are, yeah.
3: well, yeah, some people are taking him like egregiously high, it's but ceiling. yeah, he's
0: okay. Well, then that's that's the ceiling though, right? Like how you're paying for it now, so why would you draft him there? Like, no, I no, I'm
3: just saying if,
0: if, it if without seeing if it at I'm all, in, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, I just
3: haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen him fall to where he's his apparent ADP is. I haven't seen
0: that happen. Like in your redraft leagues coming up, I know that's not really what the show is, but we, we like to mix it in and out. Mm-hmm. Or it's all weekly anyways, right? So how high do you think he goes in redraft? Is it is it higher? Is it lower? Like just on potential there? Or uh, where he, are you he he going in draft? to redraft, I guess, yeah.
3: No, he would go way lower. Um, I think – Where's actually I pulled it up right now, right now. He actually right now, right now he's going as the, uh, the QB nine. He's actually going higher. Yeah. I'm not shocked. I'm um, not shocked at, at all. Uh, in front of Russell Wilson. Yep. Um, but yeah, I would not take Kyler Murray in front of Cam Newton. I would not take Kyler Murray in front of Jared Goff um, this year um, personally, but I mean, I would take him in front of, I would take him in front of James Winston, Philip Rivers, uh, Tom Brady, and the rest. I mean, so maybe it's not as crazy if he wanted to take a risk. But in redraft, I'm not taking a quarterback that high anyway, unless it's Deshaun Watson. So. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. QB1.
1: Love the upside of Watson. Man. should be crazy. Could be crazy in that offense.
0: If his secondary wide receivers can stay healthy, it could be That's really good. Loaded, yeah. loaded, loaded with the him. Key. Yep. Yeah.
3: I mean, he came in last year with a bum leg, and then he broke a rib. Um, sure. Sure. But uh, if he comes, in, he comes in this year completely healthy with his rushing upside, and then Kiki Fuller and and Nuke are all Nuke are all healthy. I mean, that's that's some crazy uh, upside.
1: Love it, love it. Let's um, I'll give mine just real quick, and then we'll talk. Then we'll do scouting academy and, and finish up with trades. But um, I, I'm a little worried about Lamar Jackson. I know the rushing upside is there, right? We're going to see potentially some crazy rushing numbers from Jackson. I, I'm just worried as a passer, he needs to get immensely better he even came out basically last year uh, in a recent interview said he sucked last year as a passer um and and the nfl you still have to win with your arm so i I hate to say i need to see it first i I know between the first and second year a quarterback will get immensely better um but i hate to say that i i I mean my personal rankings i don't have jackson anywhere near my top like 13 he's somewhere around 20 to 21 for me and I, i think if he you know, struggles like he did against the against the the Chargers um, with that wacky scheme they put out there. I think it was like four or five safeties uh, at one time. You know, people are going to start to gimmick them because they realize what that offense is. I know they added a ton of speed, but I, I'm scared to death of, of Lamar Jackson going forward. So, yeah. Swags, let's, let's hear about the Scouting Academy, and then we'll do some super flex straights to finish it up.
2: Yep. I agree with you, though, Steve. I think you should definitely be a little bit concerned, even if they run it a lot. Yeah, let's fly over to Scouting Academy, see how many trades we can fit in. Love it.
3: Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment
1: from the Scouting Academy.
3: They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn
1: from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory
2: exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com.
1: Hell yeah, Scouting Academy. One of the sickest things we do. If you want an actual job in the NFL, one of the best ways to do it in terms of scouting is go through that Scouting Academy curriculum. It is sick. Uh, so let's go to our Superflex trades to finish up the night. So first one from at Vic Shimmy, full point PPR league, don't have the number of teams, but let's assume it's 12 just for to keep things kind of uh, on the level playing fields. So the question is Aaron Rodgers or the aforementioned Kyler Murray and Duke Johnson. We'll start with our guest. And these are all Superflex trades, by the way. Uh, so we will start with our guest, Matt. With What side are you taking?
3: What was the trade again? I'm sorry. Did I miss that?
1: Yep, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Or Kyler Murray and Duke Johnson. Full point PPR 12 team league. Superflex. Uh
3: Aaron Rodgers. Uh Duke Johnson I'm not really adding much value to the trade at all and Kyler Murray even though we just said it we were right. excited. Uh there's too many question marks. AR12 I think is due for a huge bounce back. If nothing else, I think later this year you can trade Aaron Rodgers for a heck of a lot more for those two. Yeah. All right, Swags.
2: Oh, I'm with him. Like I, I don't know what's even going on here like Duke Johnson's kind of nothing in this trade, and th- this feels like just somebody wanting Kyler Murray way too bad. A- and I don't, I think you could get, or wait, getting the, yeah, if Aaron, if the Aaron, uh, the the, I can't talk, but the Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> try it again, the Aaron Rodgers owner currently would want, I have to really want Kyler Murray bad to go for this, and I can't imagine what ra- running back Duke Johnson would replace on that team.
0: So they were they were offered Aaron Rodgers for Kyler Murray and Duke Johnson on Yeah, that team. do it absolutely oh, yeah. Yeah, get yeah, Aaron it. Rodgers. Harvey. Yeah,
3: no, even if you are rebuilding, if Aaron Rodgers uh, comes back at all, you can flip yes. him to a contender for more than that. For, oh yeah, for
0: sure. probably even next Agreed. year. So sixty two percent would decline this offer. What? And four hundred and sixty one votes on this one. So would, it, would I feel like it's the Kyler it's laid Murray and Duke well.
3: Johnson side? Can we geolocate all these votes to Arizona? What happened here?
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the team is super young across the board. Um, and and I'm not trying to be mean here, but I I feel like would have a difficult time competing this year. But I'm still with Matt, and, but, and yeah, I kind of I, I want Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and and then sell for you. You need more than this. And you know what? If, Maybe if you're gonna already have a hard time competing, season.
2: sorry, dude. But if you're going to already have a hard Pretty time good. competing, like you might as well just kind of slow your role, be patient, and get a lot more for Aaron Rodgers. It, it sounds like you got time. So
0: but that means you would take the deal. Like they were offered Aaron Rodgers. So you would say, yes, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I want the
2: Aaron Rodgers side. There. Yeah, no matter yeah. which
0: team sucks or isn't that's competing. Why, that's why like, this one was on here because I was like, well, 62% don't want that. Yeah. Even I, on the upside, like I like I said, I think you can trade Aaron Rodgers before we see all of that happen for Murray. And like you guys are saying, like let's let's get more than this for that team that's rebuilding. Yeah, flip, that's, flip that's Duke, a sweep. Get Aaron Rodgers. You Rogers. know what I mean? Like you're flipping Duke to get way more down the road. Yeah, definitely
2: yep. get Aaron so Rodgers in yep. that yep. deal. Get it, right. actually, get it.
0: All right, next one. Let's go
1: from at OX underscore soda. Uh, sixteen team league here no scoring system we'll call it let's call it full point ppr just for for the heck of it uh mark ingram or lamar miller and john ross who again is out with a hamstring injury spectacular um <laughs> let's uh, let's start with swags on this one
2: oh man this is an interesting
0: trade mm-hmm. 16 teams that's kind of where i brought it in it and, the, and,
2: the, that, uh, and that's the one little thing little. that it kind of changes Correct. a little bit because 16 teams yep. um it is a little bit more depleted, so I want to add some depth here and there if I can, but I don't know how much John Ross is ever going to help me at this point, and I'm not a Lamar Miller guy. Mark Ingram's in a new offense, but I believe in him this year and probably next. Um, ah, this year. I think you're a jerk for making me take the Lamar Miller and John Ross side. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I think if I take uh, that aside it's the first time I've ever taken Lamar Miller in any trade I've ever seen. Man, I'm taking Mark Ingram. Off. I think that I, I can get more for <laughs> Mark Ingram. I can get more for Mark Ingram later, <laughs> yes. and Lamar Miller's trash and John hey. Ross. It wasn't even hey. good enough to have a pass. Too far.
3: I oh, don't know, man. They're really, they're really not that far apart. They really aren't. And the, the right. Ravens, sooner or later, they're gonna have Justice Hill. A look.
2: Lamar I love Miller, Justice Hill, dude. Guy. I'm Mark with Norman, you.
3: Foreman yep. would have to come off an unprecedented return from an injury no one ever has. I think it's the Lamar Miller show, as boring as he is. So I think you're making a lateral, uh, you know, a slight downgrade, but almost lateral move from Ingram to Miller. And in a league that deep with uh, A.J. Green in doubt, I mean, I'll take the shot on John Ross. I, 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 Do I take you want to move uh, him right Miller's away side. or are
2: you going to hold him? John Ross
3: oh well, i shot i definitely shop him <laughs> yeah um i i I'm not, i don't believe in him enough to say oh no i want to see what happens here but, uh, but if, that, if i have to hold him i'm fine I'm with it but yeah i don't i don't think there's enough of a i don't think there's enough of a boost on ingram to to stop me from doing that
2: i i would Steve. um um matt would you be willing to do like a ten dollar you carrying bet here and I, I'll bet that Mark Ingram will have more points this year than Miller and Ross combined. Hold on, what is the bet? No, I mean what, what are we betting? Ten, 10 I, I bucks to so what? Fantasy cares. Yeah, that um, Mark Ingram will have more fantasy points than Lamar Miller and John Ross combined this year.
3: All right, I want. I, 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 I want to. Con- Contingency that they don't replace Lamar Miller before the season starts. Mm, no, we're
2: making, this, we're, making in and today, season we're making this trade today, bud. We're making this trade
0: today. Sorry. It still goes to Toys for Tots. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's <laughs> for Yeah, let's do it. It sounds fun. Yeah,
0: right, that'll I'm be back. fun. We'll do it. Steve, where Thanks. are you going?
3: It'll I'll be funny. it be funny if Miller goes down and then John Ross ends up outscoring Ingram by himself. Oh, and that'd be awful. That would be amazing. That would
1: be like a stunner. <laughs> that would <be> biggest,
3: <laughs> no, that
2: that that's surprise. a fun one. I, really, I like really this funny. bet though. I like it's this really bet.
1: Um,
2: It'll make me watch a bunch of players I don't want to watch one. all year. Too. I
1: still want to believe in John Ross. God, give me Lamar Miller. As boring as he is, I like the Texans' offense a ton this year. To your point before, Matt, it's it's going to be a ton of people touching the ball in that backfield. I mean, Ingram may not even get all the rushing down work with Hill. Uh, Gus Edwards is still there to soak up a couple carries. I mean, it's I'll take the Miller and Ross side just barely.
0: You want John Ross to be a thing so bad. I more, do. I want more. it to be a thing. It's, it's sad, but I want it to happen. 200. I'm going to take, take Mark Ingram. More games played this year. John Ross or A.J. Green? Cause I'm taking AJ Green. Green and we already know a. he's missing three or four weeks. at John least.
3: John Ross. I feel more confident in this bet than the last one.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm taking Mark Ingram. Holy um, cow. Currently- AJ
3: Green's ears just perked up and he sprained something. <sighs> oh man.
0: <laughs> Cut it off the field. Um, <laughs> Mark Ingram's 71%. When I first grabbed this one, it was like 60, 40, I believe. Okay. So it, it's taken a hard turn recently. Um, I get a 16-team in the depth, and I know I love Lamar Miller. I'm going to take Mark Ingram, and I'm going to move him like week two or three where I think I could still get Lamar Miller and John Ross if I wanted, and then maybe plus, but I'm going to try probably go a different angle um, before we get more Justice Hill or whatever other pieces they want to roll back in there. Who was
3: offered what in that trade, by the way? I didn't know if I caught that.
0: I don't know on this one. Okay. All right. Let's move to the next
1: one from at FF underscore <laughs> expert noob. Uh, that's a good name. Uh, expert noob it
2: is a good name. I'm a new expert. expert noob. Expert noob. <laughs>
1: expert noob. Yep. Uh full PPR league. Carson Wentz, Alan Robinson in a late 2021st, or Jameis Winston and Julio. Wow. I'll start on this one. All right. I'll start this one. Yep. This is a good one. Um uh, I'm going to go with the Julio side, just barely when James and Julio, um, Wentz is clearly above, above and beyond Winston as a quarterback, but I think Julio more than makes up for A-Rob and, and that 2021st. Um, I think Julio's in for a monster couple next two or three years, um, where you can definitely get back A-Rob a first and then some, um, so I, I will take that side. And I think Winston actually has a pretty damn good year this year with with Bruce Arians at the, at the helm. Uh, let's go to Matt next on this one.
3: Yeah, I mean, the year is 2032, and we're still waiting for Allen Robinson and Sammy Watkins to have their breakout season.
1: Oh, no, don't talk about Sammy like that. The two drink. Oh, no.
3: Again, another guy whose ears just perked up and he sprained something. Oh, I, have no, I have no issue. Hey, risk averse. I think I said this earlier on. You did. did. Carson Wentz. Has to prove it to me. Uh, I'll take the Julio side. I mean, twenty eight percent market share, two years in a row. He's he's the man. Uh, I'll take the sure thing. Um, he's he's by far the best player in the trade. Um, this isn't is this this is just PPR, not super flex. Yeah. It'll
1: be super flex. Yeah, super, everything oh, is super flex
3: because this whole. Oh yeah, this is. Super. Yep. Uh, you know, it actually, still doesn't change it for me. Uh, I believe in um, the possibility of Winston uh, turning his career around with Arians enough, and uh, Julio is by far the best player in the trade still. So yeah, give me that side.
0: Awesome. Two drink. Um, Julio and Winston uh, but I, I I don't love it um, Winston better show up he's almost one I wanted to, to play earlier to drop out although I mm-hmm. think he was like 16 or 17 he's one that I think could could get to 9, 10, 11, 12 next year or could be outside of the top 26, 28
3: uh, Eitan Mozia has him as a QB8 and
0: Dynasty and I and I hear you, Eton. I'm 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 okay, and I and I like his rationale there. Like I'm saying, like I I think that could get there. I'm not ready to do it now, but we have to understand that he's he's still a knucklehead. and He's still probably going to throw it up a bunch there. Winston could get but benched eight Winston games could and not, still
2: play more games than Wentz.
0: That could happen. <laughs> and and I don't think it's crazy that Winston isn't the quarterback of the Bucks next year, and he's fighting for a job.
2: I hear you. Yes, like, I agree I, with
0: I, that. I think it's closer to what Eton is trying to do. Like I said, like because the weapons are there, but we can't, we can't not, you know. What I mean, it, you at least have to believe that there's a chance that Winston is fighting next year, like him and Mariota, both of them. I think it comes.
3: I think it comes down to there's more of a chance of Winston being close to Winston than there is Robinson being close to Julio, right? Sure. Right. Yep. Although uh, I, that's you know, just so it. Like the Julio's first.
2: the sure <laughs> shot in this trade, and, Right. And I think I'm higher on a Rob than probably all three of you. But Samuel Julio is is the only sure shot in this trade. You're still gambling (laughs) on that first. You're wondering what's going to happen with A Rob and Wentz, like it or not, and Winston. And Julio's the stud. Yeah, I like the Julio side of this trade a lot. And I like 2021st and A Rob's. (laughs) (laughs) A Rob's,
0: plural. Uh, 52% (laughs) Julio Winston. Interesting. Also known as the clown in this. A uh, poll opposed to the poop in Winston and Winston <laughs> A. I don't make this stuff up. <laughs> no. All right, All right Kurt noob, coming to you. Last
1: one from at Brian Mark Smith, a twelve-team two-quarterback league. Travis Kelsey or Drew Locke, Chris Carson, and Cortland
0: Sutton. Two drink, we'll round it out with you starting this one. Kelsey. Period. Uh, <laughs> Locke. lock Stop it. Yes.
3: You only name one good player in that trade, right, right?
1: <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, are we, are we overestimating? I, I get it. Two quarterback, uh, luck, luck doesn't help you. I don't think. I don't want unless to it's
3: luck and not luck. It's Travis Kelce.
0: Yes, <laughs> and that's so okay. So it's it's very on and early on in this one. And when I first saw it, it was uh, like fifty-five forty-five, and it's got to be like y'all y'all just instantly fat thumbed because you saw luck, right? Like a, it's gotta, gotta be. be Kelsey. Yeah, gotta be. It's, it's shifted a little bit more in that realm now, but it, yeah, that's I mean, Carson a a up, is something it's, a little bit. It's still Kelsey.
3: I don't, I don't not believe in Carson, but he theoretically could be worth nothing as soon as mid season. Uh, and then what have you traded? Right. <laughs> then what have you traded Kelsey for?
2: He he could be worth nothing to a lot of people already. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah. That, you know, hard, mm-hmm. hard pass.
0: <laughs> yep. Kelsey barely went in now, but it's. I just wanted to. It is two quarterback and it's twelve team. We see a lot more ten team two quarterback, but yeah, this don't don't pay this for for a backup quarterback. Not but haven't now. you
3: re- haven't you read? Drew Locke's not a
1: quarterback.
0: Right, <laughs> right. <Exactly. laughs> oh my god. Yes, Big Vangio, the, the best.
1: Awesome. Um, so before we head out, Matt, please tell everyone one more time where they can find you on Twitter and find find all of your awesome work.
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Matt Williams, M-A-T-T-W-I-7-7-I-M-S. You can find me at ffstatistics.com, at ffstatistics underscore. Uh, check out everything on Clipcast, which is basically the Google or YouTube for uh, podcasts. If you want to see anything about a player, team, term, type it in at app or on our app on the App Store. It'll bring up a bunch of relevant clips from recent podcasts, and you hear only what you want to hear about the player you want to hear about.
1: That's, a, that's so sick. So, so sick. Two drink, where can the folks find you on Twitter?
2: At FL
0: Two Drink Minimum
2: at Superflex Pod Swags, and I'm at DFF underscore Swag, uh,
1: and I am at the Real Helupkin at Superflex Trades. Please leave us a five star review on any of your platforms. It goes a long way to helping us uh, expand the podcast. And we are out.
0: Tight end premium: Hurts or Evan Ingram and AJ Green? I'll take Ingram and AJ Green.
2: What was Mike. the trade?
0: Hurts? No, it it doesn't work for him. You know, oh. He's got Ingram above Hurts anyway. So, yeah. I'll take Ingram then. So, yeah, I know you will. Always Ingram. Go. No matter what. Earth scored more than those two combined by a decent amount last year in this league. Hurts also had like 185 targets last year. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was stupid. Like 155, think, right? Yes. Yeah. It was dumb. I'm going to go to the 135 and y'all all complaining. He's still crushing it. Mm-hmm. He's going to be. He had a down year. Oh, he finished tight end three and four. But man,
2: Ingram was tight end three from week 13 to 17.
0: Yep. Right, Allison. Swag's face.